Promotional consideration paid for by the following. This weekend on Weasel. Well, you look at the size of that thing, ladies and gentlemen. There's the real world. And then there's ours. My God! Thunder Beast is out of the ring, and he stabbed Dr. Diavolo with his Seacroft Serpent. That's a triple roundhouse hail Joseph grapple smash. You don't see that very often. There are gods, and there is man, and one must fight for the intergalactic wrestling title this weekend. You can't run, Hammerfest! When I stick your head between my legs and pile drive you up and down repeatedly, then you'll know what kind of man I am. It's entirely believable sports action. Grown men fighting in leotards with their bare hands and thighs. This is manly, not homoerotic. See as Thunder Beast fights the primordial force of Bronosaurus Rex, the wrestling caveman that drags his woman around the ring by her hair. The wrestling match that the world has been waiting for. And watch the group wrestling match that has some saying we've gone too far. Six men, one ring, no way out but down. Watch the epic battle and wonder at all human culture Sunday night on Weasel TV Shut up and sit down Welcome back, everybody. Isn't that what Matt says or something like that? Hello, it's me, Mario. Oh, I mean, no, it's not Mario. It is me, Eric. For a brand new episode of Third Shift, it is episode 371. We're coming at you like a mean green ball wrapped up in all sorts of cellophane and whatnot. I don't know. It's crazy. But with me today, it's Mr. Matt. He's here today. He's here. And he, he says, I want to I tell you how my week was. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. Maybe I could just drag this out incoherently forever. Maybe I could. But I won't. So I'll let Matt get to it. Here we go. Matt, how's your week been before we jump into any sort of news on the video game front? Let's see. It might have been a good idea for you to keep going because it's been a, a pretty crappy week. I've been depressed. The last two days, I've had like physical issues that have been bothering me and making me mad. So I'm not going to talk about that because nobody wants to hear about that. They want to hear about cool stuff that I did. So I'm going to tell you over the weekend, went to the Lansing Symphony Orchestra, they had a chamber concert, a brass quintet. Hey, it was great. And you know, I will say this. Look, okay, I'm okay. I'm 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 coming back out of the out of, out of the funk a little bit. At the end, they you know they talk between some of the pieces, I'm like oh up 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 next is this, and they, well, I chose this because of this, and there's a story behind it. Blah, blah, blah. By the end, the guy went, you know, it's the last piece. You'll enjoy it. You'll like it. But uh, we don't have time for questions from the audience. But I'll just say this: uh, it's condensation. That's all I'm going to say about it. I don't believe you. Now, I've never played a brass instrument, but I don't believe it. I don't believe that when you go clunk, 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 and you take the stuff out and you drip all over the floor, I don't believe it's just condensation, and it's gross. No. I don't like it. Even if it is water, stop dripping water everywhere. Get a towel. Get a, get a rag. Pull it out. And I, don't, I, don't, I don't believe it, and I don't appreciate it, and I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. I don't like it one yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. It's gross. But everything else is great. Music is great. It's always fun to go to one of those. Yesterday, last night, as we're recording this, I went to the Wharton Center for the When You Wish Upon a Star. I think it's 100 years of 
I can't remember what the subtitle was, but it was 100 Years of Disney, but with a jazz theme. So they took a lot of famous Disney songs, jazzed them up. They had a guitar player, a bass player, a drummer, a really awesome trumpet dude, piano guy, and then two different singers. And because of the funk and, and the stuff going on, I was not into it when I started, but they were so good, it dragged me out of the funk, and I was just like, yeah, this is it. This is great. Then playing You Got a Friend in Me from Toy Story with the trumpet guy with his muted trumpet doing the vocals. It was incredible. I mean, it didn't sound like he was doing it, but you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the trumpet was talking. It was great. It was perfect and wonderful. Another fun thing I did was play Tokyo Mirage Session Sharp FE. That's the only game I've played this week. That's a lie. That's a lie. It is a lie because you played some honk. <laughs> That's right. But I will say Tokyo Mirage Session's good, but there's too much of it, and I have to get it done, but I can't get it done. I'm not going to make it for something else we'll talk about maybe later. Who knows? But I did play some Honkai Star Rail on Friday night, last week now as we're talking about it, and it was a lot of fun. It was weird. It was strange, but it was also a lot of fun. And the other thing that's doubly strange is, you know me, when I play a Japanese game, I play it in Japanese. I was playing it in English, and I was like, all right, this is cool. This is good, but... I can't, the visuals and the, I, I know it's not this. Let me try out Japanese. I started playing. I'm like, okay, this is okay. But I know it's not right. Uh-uh. One of the other languages is also Korean. So I put it in. I was like, this is cool. I like this. Like I enjoy the new experience of listening to this. But it's also not right. Let me put it in Chinese. Okay. Now I'm digging it. But the feeling in my brain is so weird playing a, a Chinese language game like i like it because you know i i still know i still retain some of that but i'm like okay well i don't know i was torn between all these options anyway let's go back to english switch to english got into a battle somebody's voice line was terrible it was just it took me completely out of the character because all of them have you know they're all generally the same but some of them are totally different feels of the character. Mm-hmm. Dude got in and was like, I'm attacking you with my wind stick. And I went, no, okay, no, 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 no. This is a Chinese game forever now. And I like it. So far, I like it. I can already tell it's going to get too big and be too much because even just doing the side stories in the intro area, there's a lot. And not that there's a lot, a lot, but everybody has so much to say about them. And it sounds stupid because it's not like a lot, a lot, but... When I think back, I'm like, geez, I was just running back and forth and doing this, and everybody had these weird things to talk about. But the gameplay was fun. And when I go back to Tokyo Mirage Sessions right afterwards the next day, I went, where's my ultimate? I'm supposed to be charging on my ultimate in like two hits. Where's the, what? Oh, oh, this isn't that fast, weird, crazy battle system. But overall, I like it. And Eric's nodding his head, and he's shaking and jiggling and wiggling, so I have a feeling that you played some, but now he's shaking his head to me. You false flagged me, sir. I false flagged you. I was getting excited because you actually enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, oh, I expect you just... Well, I mean, you did text me saying you enjoyed it, but I was expecting to come on with a, a whole thing here and then at the end say, not for me. I'm just going to probably put it down and never touch it again. And I'm like, oh, man, this actually sounds like maybe Matt will play it a little bit at least and maybe get somewhere enough to where it'll be a thing... Who knows? But I did not get to touch it, and there's only one reason for that, man. I'm not hijacking your your segment, but I got on after you texted me. And I'm like, yeah, I got to check it out, too. You know, we, we were going to do this, man. You don't have enough space. Yeah. And I went, what could I delete? Nothing. There's nothing I can delete. If I delete any game right now, it's a game I'm actively playing. And so I went, well, I, I, I cannot. If I delete one of these games, I'm deleting a game I've been actively playing 
trying to get through. Some slower than others, admittedly, but and I'm like, I don't know what to do. I, I can't get it on the PlayStation right now. I don't have anything else I can get rid of. And I refuse. I'll never buy another one of those damn external drives because that's what corrupted my other PS4. So I'm never doing that again. And I was going to say two things about that. One, I assumed I would be in the same boat. But luckily, because of my landlord switching the, the routers around and the networks around, it also, there's like IPv4 and IPv6 and whatever, and I don't understand all that stuff. But that has been an issue with my console anyway. So when I logged in to try and get Honkai, everything wanted to update, but nothing could because of this weird Funkadoo connection weird morass that I was in. And so when I finally figured that out, Honkai was like the first thing. So it went, bloop, hey, you have perfectly enough t- enough space for this. Go, go, go. And I went, I don't care about any other updates. I can't do anything else. Uh, I'm mad now because I had to deal with all this garbage. But that's, that's how I avoided that. And I was going to say, too, I didn't realize, and you said you're never going to do it anyway, but I didn't realize how easy and like there's like a dedicated slot in the PS5 to put in the SSD. Like it's not my Series S, I have a plug in and it's like fully external. I didn't realize they made it pop the cover off and it's got like a little tuck in and you didn't do the stuff. Oh, they put a tuck in there so it could be, it can be externally plugged in, but then internally kept. Yeah. It's, well, it's like built in. It's not like, you know, USB'd in. It's like there's the mm-hmm. slot, like, just like if you opened up your computer, it kind of goes tick tuck, and then it's boom, hmm. it's right in there. Because I looked it up because I went, I'm going to be in this situation. How does it work? And I saw all these videos, and I went, I had no idea. Like, we knew you could buy SSDs and stuff for it, but I assumed it was, you know, the brick that sat next to. I don't know. I thought it was cool and something not really to share with the audience that we probably already knew. But if you didn't know, now you know. And now you know that Honkai Star Rail is pretty fun. I haven't gotten to the main stuff. I just got on the train and saved... But the one good thing that happened this week, the one bright shining star, long ago, long time listeners will remember, literally two or three years ago at this point, I went through like a couple months where all I did, I, I barely played video games. I came home and I watched Frasier on Netflix, hundreds of episodes, all the episodes. And when it was done, I went, man, that sucks. But then I got back into gaming and had a great time. I've heard for years, probably since before the pandemic. Oh, they're going to make another Frasier. He's going to do another series. Now, that'll never work. It can't work. There's no way. And then I never heard about it. So I was sitting here, playing Tokyo Mirage Sessions, about to jump into a boss fight. Ping, ping. Oh, there's a text from Mom on my phone. She said, Frasier's on CBS now. I text back, what? She goes, yeah, the new show. I paused the game. I threw my controller in the air. I ran to the TV because they were playing the first episode and then surprised the second episode right afterwards. And I watched them, and they were f***ing great. They were great. I loved it. And I was impressed to, I mean, not just, you know, nostalgia hits, oh, look, I'm watching a Frasier show again. But I was impressed how well he became that character again. I was wondering when they're talking about it, oh, it's just going to be Kelsey Grammer kind of doing modern-day jokes and stuff. But it wasn't. It was watching him be Frasier in this new scenario and stuff. It was great. I loved it. Maybe I'm turning into that guy who loves reboots and remakes of things because Cowboy Bebop was great. One Piece was great. Frasier, so far, two episodes in, it's awesome. Mom said this to me too. I was laughing out loud in my living room. You know, I'm 
I, I don't know. I'm not a big gregarious guy. I'm not a big laugher. I'm not a big smiler. That brought joy and delight to me for one hour. And I went, this is awesome and great. And it made me happy. And I'm ending my week on a happy, great note. Eric, how was your week? Well, holy friggin' moly. This whole week's been wild. We had guests over. My uh, my sister and my brother-in-law came up and visited. They hung out. We went to Uncle John's, man. You know, we did the whole shindig again. I already told you. We went once, like a week or two ago. Did it all over again. Went and visited my grandpa. He's a 92-year-old individual living his life up in the great north of Michigan. We visited him, talked, walked around the woods a little bit up there, had a good time. So on the family front, busy, 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 busy. You know, just this and that, going back and forth. We did have Cajinos, which is a must-do whenever they visit. It's a very good pizza place right around where we live. Fantastico. Two steps forward, one step back, you know. Yep. <laughs> All that good stuff. Now, the thing is, is we're still having problems. We're still having some problems, folks. The game in front's been pretty rough lately. Still having trouble get out there and playing the games. I did not do the Honkai. I already told you why when I interrupted in the Matt's whole shindig. But I did do some Sea of Stars. And I was lamenting to Matt about the whole thing because... I already, I love this game. It's it's fantastic. Don't get me wrong. But I'm like, I got to get this game done. It's got to be over. And you've already pulled an Eric to try and get it done. Yes. And it failed. It failed. And so now I've been piecemealing it all week. I, every other day, every day or so, I've been trying to get like 30, 40 minutes in. And it's just like, hey, you did the thing. You beat this boss. Now go back here, collect this, go talk to this person. Okay, fine. Do, 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 do. Hey, now go here, and you're going to have to probably do this thing. What's the thing? Oh, it's a boss. Beat the boss. Okay, you cut the thing. Now let's go do this other thing over here. Okay. Boss. Thing. Boss. Thing. Boss. Surely we must be close, right? We have to be close. But I don't know. It's another week that's gone by with 40-minute chunks over and over again, and I'm still not done. And I'm like at hour 30-something or whatever in. And I'm like, this game, I was told over and over, is like a 20-hour game. And I'm like, why am I at like 31, 32 hours, whatever the hell it is, and it's not over? What is going on? So it's just another game where I got going in it thinking I was going to eat it up, smash through it, have a great time, and move on because I have to move on. There's two, there's so much. I just told you my PS5 is literally filled with games I'm actively playing, and we're about to bust into Alan Wake 2, which is next week. And that's a... That's a no that's a that's a must play. So something has to die on the PS5 vine if I don't get it done. Here's the problem though. Is if you beat Sea of Stars, its that download size is like 15 kilobytes. No. Yeah, it doesn't so help me. Get ready for 60 gigs of Alan Wake 2 cramming in. Yeah. <laughs> that's and that's what I mean is I need Sea of Stars to be done so I can go so can bite off one of these else. other actual big ones and then keep moving. I already got rid of Resident Evil 4 remake. That's already gone. Uh, it's off the PlayStation. Adios. And you know where I got in that game? The same place I got in that game the original time I played. Mm. I can't beat it. I don't know. I can't beat this. I can't play this game. I can't beat this. I don't understand this game. It is what ruined Resident Evil for me originally, and it just did it again. Now I'm like, <laughs> I don't even care. I'm done with Resident Evil. Even though I got back into it, I'm dying. it's dying again. Resident Evil 4, you're a curse. You're a curse to the Resident Evil name. People say you're the best. They're crazy. You're wrong. It's a curse for you, Eric. It's just it's, it's a curse for me. It, it's a bugbear. It's an albatross around your neck. Around my own. You're right. You're right. 
So that is the only real game I've been playing, to be honest. Um, I don't think I touched anything else game-wise for any real amount of time. But gaming-wise, I did watch all the Alan Wake 2 behind-the-scenes, man. Have you been watching these things? Catching up with Alan Wake, they've been doing like the, hey, last on Alan Wake. And they're like basically running you through the whole what happened in the first one, American Nightmare, all that good stuff. And then they've been also doing the behind-the-scenes where they're like explaining... You know, all these different aspects of, of course, Alan Wake 2. They're phenomenal. They're fantastic. And you haven't seen it? Have you seen a single one? No? No, I haven't. Oh, man. Get in there. Check them out. They're really, really cool. Now, I want to jump in for, with just a little hot tidbit that I heard just this afternoon as I was listening on my lunch break. And it doesn't affect you that much because you've sworn it off anyway. But I heard officially Remedy has said, we're not going to do a physical edition of Alan Wake 2. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't our choice, it was Epic Games' choice. And that makes me so mad. Now granted, maybe like two years later, Limited Run will do a thing and and they'll have Mm -hmm. a book and all the stuff and it'll be too much and you'll pre-order it and like two years later it'll finally come. You'll get it. But it makes me mad because that's that's the kind of a Remedy game. I want to have Remedy games in my hand and own them. Like I played Control and I beat it. And then when I found at Best Buy the collector's edition with the steelbook, I went and bought it for that so I could have it, like have it, own it. I can't do that with Alan Wake 2, and it makes me mad. It pisses me off, honestly. Yeah, it, it does suck that they're not going that route. And, of course, like you said, it's not them that made the decision. It's epic. But it, it still stinks. You know, if people want physical, you should provide it. Even if it's just on a small scale or even a two-order scale. You know, if you pre-order it and you get it, they'll make that many and they ship them out, you know. But at the very least, that's what it should be. It should never just be, no, we're done. It's digital only. That's the way you have to go forever. And that's what I was going to say. If they if they did their own limited run, hey, we're, we're calling out. Is there any, any, any look, any interest in Alan Wake 2 physical? I would sign up. I would put a deposit down. I would put the whole deposit down right away. And then if they went, okay, after three months, we'll gather them all up, and if it's big enough, we'll do a production run. I would absolutely sign up for it. Just, just got to do that. I would fund it myself, essentially. You, you get what I'm saying. I get what you're saying. You'd put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. At the very, you know, and, and show your support for it, and then pay in, pay in right away. So, yeah, that stinks. It really does. But either way, man, I'm sorry. I'm just so stoked for this game. <laughs> I don't care if it has to be digital. I don't care what way I get it. This, like I just said, is a no-brainer must play this is my like super get hype last game of the year that i'm gonna go over the moon for because there's a couple more i'm gonna play mm-hmm. one huge one being persona tactica yeah so don't get me wrong i'm still excited as hell for that but i feel like alan wake 2 is one of those has potential for game of the year you know what i mean it might it could be that i don't know yet i haven't touched it but i'm like that that one has it whereas persona tactica i'm sure i'm gonna love and have a great time with but I suspect it's going to be a Persona Strikers type game where I really love it and I enjoy it and I have great memories with it, but it isn't going to be my game of the year pick for, you know, in, in any way, shape, or form. And I feel weird because I am excited for both games, but I'm also not because they just they don't seem like they're right around the corner. Even though I know Alan Wake 2 is literally like next week. Next week. Mm-hmm. But it just in my brain, it goes, no, that's still, that's, that's a long way away. Just like Tactica, which is a couple weeks away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's coming eventually. No, it's, it's coming up like now. It's happening now. But I, I can't. It didn't engage. I don't know. I don't know what the problem is. 
Well, you got to get your mind right, Matt, because these are two players. I I don't want to I don't want this nonsense where you're like you you go play Persona Tactica a year later like you did with Strikers and no, you gotta you gotta move aside some of your titles right now and get this one on board. Alan Wake too, you do what you want with that's fine, but Persona Tactica, no, we will we're gonna be talking about this damn game. I'm not <laughs> gonna let you just ah maybe next year. So you need you gotta be stressed out like me, and you need to be finding out what you're gonna finish and or just throw in the pile of dead. But maybe I can get back to it pile. And get on it because I expect us to be able to talk about this game. It doesn't have to be every week the same exact spots or anything, but I don't want it to be a game where, oh man, you, um, the game's fun. There's a character who does the thing, and um, next year we'll talk about it. And I hope, I honestly hope that it does hook me, and I do want to do that because I mean that was the problem with Strikers. I enjoyed it, but it just. It didn't enjoy me f- at first, and mm. I went, get out of here. And I went, oh, okay, I'm sorry, I, I left. And then when I came back, it was better. But I don't know. I, I'm excited for it in, like, in concept, but like my body doesn't jump up when we talk about it yet. I don't know. Maybe once I get it, and I'll look at it, and I'll go, yeah, hopefully. I don't know. When you hear that boot-in music, and yeah, you're at yeah. the, uh, the coffee shop, you mm. know, and Sujiro's talking to you. Maybe that'll be the that'll spark a need. It has hopefully. to hopefully. Yeah. Has to be it. On well, lastly, Matt, I'll make this part quick. Fall season of anime is here. I won't go on and on with you, but I will tell you two things. One, the fall season, God, it's so good. There are a lot of anime coming out this fall season. A lot of stuff, new stuff I've never seen, quite a few returning shows. And the only one I'll mention tonight, Goblin Slayer season two is finally here, Matt. I loved season one. Had such a good time with it, and watched the the you know little mini movie they made as well. That was such a wonderful time, which you do have to watch because it introduces a bunch of characters whom you're gonna want to know because going into season two, they're already there, they're already incorporated, they're handling business. But it was so good. It's just like you always talk about. You know, you get home, you get your favorite crappy white shirt on, your little favorite little, and you sit down. That was it. I got to watch two episodes at once to boot, so nice. I ate so good. It was just, mm-mm-mm. I was right back in there. All the cool Goblin Slayer crap happening, just like you'd imagine. Very excited. So fall is here. All the cool anime is here. I got nothing but good stuff to watch, which is not what I need because I need to be playing the games. But that's okay, folks. We'll get there. I told Jalen Wake 2 is one of those shoe-ins, so I'll be gaming hardcore again here by next week. With lots to tell you about it. Hopefully, maybe, probably not, because I think it comes out Thursday. So it'll be me doing the show instead of playing the game. Uh So we'll have that. It'll be a great time. But with that, that's been the week. That's what I've done. Woohoo! Now we're talking about the week. And this is a big week, because there's two giant releases that are happening tomorrow as we're recording this on Friday. And they're so giant that it's too easy. If you talked about either one of those releases, you'd have to be just like a lazy scumbag, like a total worthless human. <laughs> so instead, I'm going to tell you about Wizard with a Gun, which came I out. I was going to talk about Wizard with a Gun, but you already had it on the no, damn list. No, you were list. not. You were not. Yes, no I was. Way. I literally had it up on my freaking thing. I was watching the trailers for it, and because I, I kept going, Matt, Matt says this is going to be his game of the year. This is what he was talking about. He loved it. He was going to make this his thing. I did not and I was say like, that. Maybe I'll talk about it. And then, I, boom, I get out of here, and you got it on there. I went, well, I guess it's... Super Mario. Oh, I spoiled it. I spoiled it. Damn. 
A, I don't remember ever saying that because this is one of those iffy ones. This is one of those ones where I was watching and I liked the art style and the way it looked, but I didn't understand how it would play. And I'll tell you how it plays, ladies and gentlemen, but this did come out, I think, officially as of the 17th. Maybe a stealth drop earlier, though, because I thought this happened last week, like on Friday. I thought this was a surprise drop. But Yeah, there was some surprise droppage happening. Yeah, but Wikipedia says it was this week. I don't buy it. Developed by Galvanic Games, published by Devolver Digital. This is for PC, PS5, Xbox Series consoles, and Nintendo Switch. So another, like, bizarrely next-gen only game, unless you're a Nintendo Switch player. But this is a roguelike survival slash crafting and building type of game where you play, you're a gunmancer, you're a wizard with a gun, and you're in a world that has ended, that is over. It's it's done or it's, or it's so close to the apocalypse that your last chance is to start turning back time. So you start off in the tower which is kind of your home base. You have the time mages clock and you have to rebuild it by venturing out into the world, gathering cogs so you can go back further in time to find more cogs to rebuild this thing to save the world. But essentially what you do, you go to that clock, you say, I'm going back in time and you go out into the shatter, which is the rest of the world. And you have a timer up top. Like until the world starts ending, you have eight minutes. And in those eight minutes, you got to roll all around. You got to, fight enemies you got to pick up crafting components you got to go fight bosses you got to go do stuff you got to try and find some more cogs but if you even if you don't have the time to get to a new cog to fight a boss do all the stuff you at least get all your resources and when that time ticks down then the world starts ending so it's a mad dash to get back into the tower to then use all those supplies all the things you've gathered to craft new guns craft new weapons craft new stations around the tower that help you craft new things help craft upgrades to the tower and I'm not saying they're the same type of game because Wizard with a Gun is definitely action-focused. You're running around, shooting a gun, and interacting with the real world. But this reminds me of the, just the style of it. It reminds me of Loop Hero. Because you go out into a destroyed world, you make a bunch of progress, but then you got to go back to town, do your upgrades, come out into the world, which is now completely different. Because it's randomized, you get different biomes, different biomes have different materials, different materials let you build different stuff. And you know, the more I say it, and every review that I watch, I go, man, this does sound like a game for me. Because I love those roguelike elements. But having the ability to go out and take the things and bring them back and make myself better for the next run. Or start building something that two runs from now will produce something that will help me be even better. And you have four different weapon classes, four different types of guns. You can craft all kinds of elemental bullets to be doing all kinds of different damage. And then specialty bullets, like you can craft oil things that you shoot out to increase your fire damage to supplement this and this and this and this. Wizard with a Gun looks great. It sounds great. It looks like it plays great. If you're not into crafting or kind of survival or roguelike stuff, this may not be for you. I've heard, you know, some of the issues people have had with it are just the crafting system is not that engaging or I'm not a crafting person, so I just don't like it. I've heard some other reviews where, oh, gosh, the, the countdown's really stressful and I don't like it. So there's a lot of elements that could not be your cup of tea. But if all those parts coming together sounds like something interesting to you, check out Wizard with a Gun. I was just going to say it's a cool indie release to talk about in this time of giant AAA releases, but the, like I said, the more I talk about it, the more I think about it, the more I watch videos of it, 
I want to play this game, especially like there's like the, oh, there's the ability you get where you can shoot out like floor tiles. So even if there's this giant gap, oh, you get your floor tileizer and you go, and now you can make your own paths and explore the world even more than you could have before. Wow, wizard with a gun! It sounds great. Everybody should get it and delete a bunch of stuff off your PS5. Make some room for this. It, you know, it's probably the same size as Sea of Stars. So just kick that out. Get this in, wizard with a gun, baby. You got to play it. Man, man, that sounds so wonderful. It really does. And you know what else sounds wonderful? Get out of here. Mario Brothers Wonder. <laughs> it was hard for me to even do it. It was so hard. But I did it. I pulled it through. Hey, you already know. Developed, published from Nintendo. It's here. The brand new 2D Mario everybody's been waiting for has arrived. And it's come out kicking, punching, hitting. Everybody's singing its praises. Everybody's in love with it. And we already knew that was going to happen because you heard me and Matt kind of gush about it when we saw the trailer for it and at the Nintendo Direct and had such a great time looking at it and was like, wow, this is going to be great. Sure enough, it is great. It is wonderful. It's everything you thought. It's just like we told you. You get to be Mario, Luigi, Princess Peach, Nabbits, Yoshi, uh, Toads, anybody and everybody. The whole freaking crew's there and you can pick from any one of them. You're going through a whole bunch of awesome old school 2D stages, which has the overworld, you know, just like you're used to, except for this time you get to wander around in it openly instead of on the little path and tracks. So you can go to multiple different levels at your leisure, at your pace. So you kind of pick and choose what you're doing, which I really love because, you know, when you got choice, that just makes the game better, period. Just hands down better. Then on top of that, you can play with some friends, local co-op, get in there and have a good time. Or... They got this new thing going where if you like just people being there in general and being able to provide some assistance and you just like that, they've got that option too. So you can get online and you'll go into your level, but there'll be like these shadow ghosts of the different players and they're going through too as you're going through and they can set up like little posts for you to resurrect. They can kind of give a little help if they if you need it. Like if you die, they can come and resurrect you. They can just hang out and watch you do your level and do whatever the hell doesn't matter it's just there's other human beings there allowing you to play a 2d mario with other people passively or actively or not at all the passive interaction thing i think is like the coolest thing and it started with a game you can't see back there the collector's edition of with death stranding because mm-hmm. you could you could find like ladders and ropes and stuff that people would build and you give them a little thumbs up the same thing happens in this game every time if they put it that standee in a good spot and you use it to res boop, they get a little a little heart and then you use those hearts i think they can unlock stuff in their own game yeah but like you said you don't have to interact with them it's just there to help you out and it's it is without being a joke it is wonderful i love it yeah it's it is truly awesome and on top of all that they've got of course wonder seeds throughout their levels that you're going to collect so it's the typical mario you get to find all sorts of secrets as you're progressing through these crazy wild stages and all these very cool unique fun different environments as you would imagine with mario then that's not all the whole crux of the game is wonder so the wonder seeds also, of course, produce wonder flowers. Wonder flowers, if you find them in each stage, each stage has one, you get that. And it transforms the stage in some fundamental way and makes it a whole different experience for you to go through and have a great time with. So the playability is awesome because you're going to want to play regularly. You're going to play with the wonder flower on as well. And then, of course, you're going to want to get all the wonder seeds. So you're going to have all sorts of things to do and ways to keep progressing your game as you play, having such a great time solo with friends, whatever, or both, doesn't really matter. 
but the visuals on this stunning fantastic color everywhere just you can't imagine just well you can't imagine because you probably go look at trailer but it is just beautiful and gorgeous the music from what i've heard because of course i've only seen from the trailers and this and that sounded like mario sounds fun sounds light sounds lively everything you need is here in this game and that's not even it you get badges matt you get badges which change the way you can play you can get like active badges which actually like change like peach's jump for instance she'll get her old school float jump that type of thing you can get passive badges which allow you to do other this and get certain pickups and this and that throughout the stage all that's there and allows you to customize your character as you're playing or change it up depending on the level you know if maybe you're having trouble with these jumps you can just be like ah you know what i'm done trying boom you put on peach's thing you're floating right through you don't got to worry about it so all in all, this game is accessible and fun for pretty much everyone. The only downside I've heard at all, period, is that it's not hard enough. Some people were really hoping for like real challenging Mario levels, and from what I'm hearing, that's not the case. There's a couple parts here and there that'll be challenging, but for the most part, you're in for a fun, light ROM. And if that upsets you, well, that's the only negative there is. Other than that, everyone says nothing but positive about this Mario so it's a shoe-in. I think it's a must-buy if you're like a hardcore video gamer in general. That's just, you, you can't skip up a 2D Mario, folks. It's here. It's awesome. You got great excuse if you got kids to pick it up on the free. You know what I'm saying? You know how it goes. And, of course, I'm not going to go into a review of it, but Spider-Man 2 also drops this week, the same day as Super Mario Wonder. They're both coming in a two-pack. They're coming to my house tomorrow. And, again, everybody's loving it. And you know me. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to 100% it. I'm going to love it. But it's not it's not worth gushing about because I'm in media blackout. I can't talk about it. But everyone's loving that too. No matter which side of the aisle you're on, Nintendo, which everybody should be on because the Switch is accessible and easy, or PlayStation, you got awesome banger games coming. And Game Pass is getting some good games too. So if you're on the Xbox side of the house, look forward to those in the next coming weeks. And there you go. It's a great time to be a video gamer, Eric. But it's not a great time to be on the YouTubes for me. And this is, it's not really related to gaming, but I have questions and I was going to come on here and have a big rant, but now I'm just confused. I'm 100% confused. And I will say to start this off with, because people, when I say what this is about, they're going to say, you're, you're a trash bag human, you're a bad person, you're, you don't support content creators. 99% of the YouTube I watch is on my phone and it's ads palooza, ads everywhere, ads, ads a million times. But when I sit here on my computer... I have ad blocker on my Chrome and I watch a couple YouTube videos on that a night. Just usually videos I've watched before. And lately it's been popping up a big screen and it said ad blockers. We don't like them on YouTube, but it has a little countdown in the corner, five seconds and you close it. And I go, oh, okay, whatever. It's just, just like every other website I go to that says, please disable your ad blocker. And I say, no. And then I just, browse the website anyway and then after like three times that website says you can't read our stuff anymore and i go okay i'm gonna play a video game instead so two nights ago i think it was two or three nights ago got on the youtube and it said hey i see you got an ad blocker you can only watch three more videos and then you're blocked now well i was only gonna watch two videos tonight so that's fine watch two came back the next day hey you only got three videos okay watch three videos let me see what happens when I watch a fourth one. Big screen. Won't play. Ad blockers are against our terms of service. I went, okay. Now, this is not a big deal. Like I said, it's at my computer. 
Most of the times I'm just watching on my phone. I got better stuff I can do on my computer. I can boot up Tokyo Mirage Sessions and have a great time and then get interrupted and go watch Frasier and have an even better time. But I went, so I wonder though, because there has to be workarounds. It's the internet. People are going to do that. I don't have a VPN. I don't have IP spoofers or anything. Mm -hmm. I wonder if it's tied to my IP address though. So I logged out of my YouTube account and then I could watch all the videos I wanted. It didn't detect my ad blocker at all. And I was going to come on here and say, what in the world is this about? Because you're encouraging people to not engage with your platform like officially and be part of a community. If you try to do that, you can't have an ad blocker on. But literally any just random human can. The message is not clear at all. You should have like no ability if you're not logged in, mm -hmm. but the three video rule if you are to encourage you to be part of the community and you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, be on board with it. And it, it was it made no sense. I wrote down expletives in the show notes because I was baffled by this and the and the messaging. And then I came home today and I went, okay, it's been a day. Is it is my account still locked out? And I logged in and there were no ad block or anything's on. So I don't have any idea what's going on. But just overall, and I, I Googled, I was like, what are people saying about this? And they said, oh, just go into incognito mode and don't log in. So this thing that should be, I don't know, this website and this community that should be welcoming forces you, if you want to be part of it, out. But if you don't want to be part of it and just be a passive watcher who doesn't engage with content creators and follow them and give them sub counts and views and up all their numbers which should be giving them money, even though we know how YouTube is with that and all that other stuff. But if you don't do that, then you're aces. I don't, I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. No, that doesn't make sense at all. But you're supposed to, of course, be watching those ads to support people. That's just the way it's supposed to be. And my only defense against that is, like I said, there's ads on, on my phone all the time. And I'll, I'll put on people's YouTube and I'll go in the shower. And an ad will start, and I'll say, okay, I'm going to support him by listening to this ad. I'm scrubbing my face, whatever. And the ad goes, and it goes, and it goes, and it goes. And this has happened twice. I put on a 10-minute video to shower time, watching the shower. The ad has been on the entire time. Let me look at the ad. It's 45 minutes because it's an episode of a show as an ad on a 10-minute video. You're making me skip the ad so that the content creator does not get revenue for the ad because I skipped it by putting an impossible ad on their video. It's all it's all wrong. What is happening? Because I do it. You know, people I like the most, oh, it's a 30-second ad. I'll just leave it on in the background. I'll look over here. They'll get my click. They'll get my money. But you do this, and then you can't let – I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. I'll give you that. Some of the some of the ads make it literally impossible. Yeah. Because there'll be a 20, 30 minute ad. If you just let it go, it just goes. It's a whole freaking, it's a whole shtick yeah. on whatever thing they're trying to sell you or get you to do. And I'm like, in what God's green earth do you think I'm literally going to just sit here and, and watch this 20 minute ad for, like you said, a nine, 10 minute video I was trying to watch? There's no way. No. And it's always completely unrelated. Like, I'm watching a review of a custom controller this guy got from a website. Okay, cool. But I'm watching the ad that comes in that's 20, 30 minutes is a teen high school comedy show. 
That's not, if it was a five minute ad from a custom control company or something, anything, but it's always completely unrelated, especially when it's that bad. Mm -hmm. But again, in my defense, I follow content creators on other things. I donate to Patreons. I give them tips. I watch their, their Twitch streams. So I'm not just like a, I'm not a, I'm not a totally hands-off guy, but this whole thing, I don't, it doesn't make any sense. You can use an ad blocker if you're not logged in, but if you are, you got to get out. That's just going to make everybody not log in and not engage anymore. Yeah, well, I'm sure they'll fix it eventually. They'll get around to it. Uh, you know, that's just, just part one, probably the easiest thing to do at the moment, and then they got to start working on the rest of it. Yeah. So pretty soon we'll all be screwed no matter what you do until somebody, like you said, figures out another workaround, and then they'll have to go right back into the whole shtick. And the one, one thing I will say, the last thing, and then this segment can be done, is I wish there was an option, and maybe there is and I just don't know about it, to sub to a channel, I would sub to all these channels that I love for $2.99 a month before I would sub to YouTube itself, the giant conglomeration. YouTube, get YouTube premium. For yeah. $13.99 a month because that's definitely going to go into that $5 billion profit pocket. And the person who I watch is going to get a speckle. 15 one hundredths of a cent for my one view. Yeah. Because then it does go to view count. But if I could sub to Bad Seed Tech for two ninety nine a month and get no ads and the money would go straight to him, I would absolutely do that. I would do that. But I can't right now. The only option is give YouTube, the big fat cat, all the money. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. And let them decide what they want to do with it from there. Yeah. yeah. That's why I don't do it either. It's crazy. It's, it's too much. So I just watch the ads or I just, you know me, I got three monitors. So I go, okay, ads on, boop. And I just do something else, tell the ads over, and then I'm right back to watching whoever. That's fair. So it's not too much of an issue for me, but I get what you're saying for sure. Full show. I got two things tonight, man. One, Best Buy, we freaked out. Well, I freaked out mostly, but mm. Best Buy said, hey, we're getting rid of physical media, guys. You know, we're doing it. 2024, that's it. It's over. I went, oh, Best Buy's dead. Mm-hmm. I loved Best Buy. I used to go, I still do, to go in there and I just look around because it sparks ideas for things I want, video game-wise, computer tech-wise, that kind of stuff. And they used to have that little bargain bin mm-hmm. that you would go and scuffle through and be like, oh, here's that game from two years. Here's that Assassin's Creed game from two years ago for 10 bucks. Sweet. Uh, I'll get I'll it. It's 10 bucks. Who cares? Woo. Off I go. Yep. So hear that. All of a sudden, all, you see all these things. Oh, yeah, they're getting rid of all physical media. It's, you know, it's, it's in a downward trend anyway, blah, 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 blah. Thought it was over. Me and Matt talked about it. I was like, dang, this sucks, man. It really stinks that now you, for anything, you're just going online hoping for the best. Well, they elaborated. No, they're keeping video games. They're just getting rid of all the DVDs, Blu-rays, all that kind of stuff. All that physical media is going. But they said for the time being, they will be keeping their video game and video game paraphernalia. So we're saved. For now, it's okay. They're at least going to keep that section of the store and we can still go in there and kind of peruse and dink around if we want to. I mean, th- at least there is that. I, I do appreciate that they are keeping that piece of physical media still around. But I almost love going through the Blu-rays even more because you had like 10 different rows of all the different things. And, oh, gosh, this one's on a weird super sale, just like the bargain bin. Mm-hmm. But, oh, look, for some reason, this is $20 off, and now it's only 10 bucks for this movie that just came out like on Blu-ray six months ago. Sweet. Steal. Steal. They got the series box set for the show that I didn't even know was on Blu-ray. Snag. Snag. It's just like going to a library or a bookstore or something. Mm -hmm. Things you don't know that you want were out there. They're there to see. Yeah. And you just look and you grab them. It's perfect. 
And that's what I loved about it. That's all I loved about it. This is not knowing what I really want or what I'm doing and finding something that went, oh, that is cool. And I do like that. You can't do that on Amazon. You got to know what you're looking for if you're on Amazon. It's not like you just walk in and go, hmm, hmm, oh, my God, look at this. Like, oh, my God, look at this Horizon Forbidden West dino toy. That's awesome. I would have never looked on Amazon for that. I would, it would never spark my brain. But um, as I was at Best Buy one day, there it was. And I went, that's a got to have. Wowzers. Bam. Purchase made. I'm happy. Like I said to you off air, that's where I go for like fill-in Christmas presents. I'll go there. I'm like, oh, we need, we need a couple movies or something. Oh, they have like a special rack. With like classic musicals on it. Well, hell yeah, this, 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 this. Or here's like the old school stuff. Oh, and it's own special rack. Well, get this and this and this. And these two are a bundle here. What a great deal. What a great thing I wasn't really going for. It's just, I don't know. It's sad that that part's going away, but yeah. at least the video games are still there. At least there's that. Yeah, in the movie section, I used to go over there for one reason. They had anime. Yeah. And so I'd go over there and I'd look, and I, that's how I was introduced to some of the anime that I watched on Crunchyroll. I didn't buy it, so immediately it didn't help Best Buy. But anywho's, I would go over there and I'd be like, what the hell is this? This looks crazy cool. And so I'd actually get to physically pick it up, look at the pictures, read the outline of what it's all about. And then I went home, boom, there, sure enough, there it is, look at that. And I'm watching a new show. I would have never found that show had it been for that. And you know me, old school guy, all my animes that I really love are gone but sometimes i'd go to best buy and i'd go in that anime section and i'd walk through you know three racks of jujutsu kaitsen or my hero academia or stuff i'm not familiar with but look there's the cowboy bebop entire series with the movie in a class little box set i had no idea that existed snatch give me that can't do that anymore yeah i just don't get what people don't like about that i don't get understand why people are so convinced that they want to be online always buying these all their stuff and never going to a physical store it's just baffling to me the the, the just the not knowing what is in there this week the mystery of it the fun of it getting out getting about it was the same with toys r us kb's all the video game stores back in the day all remember when there were like four different bookstores back in the day you know yeah. it's it's all going away it's already pretty much all gone but like there's these a couple last ones barnes noble best buy etc and they're slipping too. And Best Buy, you know what? You know what's going to fill in that spot, which just really makes me so mad? More phone shit. That's what's yeah. going to fill it. It's just going to be more phone shit. With more of them idiots who, as soon as you walk in, oh, hey, can I help you? Hey, you want a new Motorola phone? Whoa, yeah. Look it. It's the Apple 18. Hey, guy, guess what? I don't care two snips about phones. No. I don't care about any of this. I hate phones. I hate all your accessories. I hate all these phones. I hate it all. I don't want any of it around me, but that, as soon as you walk into Best Buy, it's already all you see. Mm-hmm. And uh, right there where the DVDs, Blu-rays, and all that stuff was, they're just going to extend to more phones. Now there'll be more phones because that's all anybody cares about. That's all anybody wants to buy is phones and phone accessories. And I'm like, God, hate you. The only thing I will say about that is maybe if they expand the phones, they'll expand the amount of carriers they have because I can't go in there and get a Boost mobile phone. I would love to just go in and... You know me, when it's an expensive thing, I like to go and grab the box, and I like to take it to a cashier and go, give me this. So I don't like ordering a phone off the internet, and oh gosh, hope it doesn't get stolen, hope it doesn't get broken, hope it doesn't get rained on. I could go there and be like, hey, I'm on Boost, give me this, here's my account details right there, boop, 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 it's ready, you can just take it home. 
sweet. It'll it would be mine. That's the only thing I would say I would appreciate is if that did happen. But just like you, I go in there. None of that phone stuff is for me. I can't even access it because it's all the different carriers I don't have. And then all the sound stuff, all the speakers. That's that's what it, the other thing is going to be: headphones and speakers. And I like headphones. But I have all the ones I need. Yeah, that's a once in a blue moon look. You know, it's yeah. not an every time you go look, see what's new, see what's popping. Yeah. So, just a bummer. But at least we got the video games for a little bit longer. And you know what else is in a little bit longer, Matt? Silent Hill Extension. I don't know if you're going to check this out. You should, because mm-hmm. I intend to do it as well. October 31st, the first episode airs at 9 p.m. Eastern time. And you can get it off your PlayStation 5. You can go to like the website itself, or there's an app you can download for free off your phone to where you can watch it on the phone. And if you don't know, this is a show that's you know done in CG or whatever, and it's a choose-your-own-adventure. So you, the audience, are going to have, after the episode airs, you're going to have like a day or two or whatever to then pick what you want that character to do or what the situation might turn into. They said there'll be a lot of different ways in which they you know allow their manipulation of said show to happen. And I hear it's brutal, it's crazy, it's insane. And, of course, this is mostly uh, promoted stuff. So it could turn out to be a hot trash fire. I don't know. But I'm on board. You know me, I love Silent Hill, Matt. So got to be there at least for the first episode to see how it goes and see what kind of crazy crap they come up with here in this wonderful little show. And I was chuckling and I was laughing because we did talk about it like two weeks ago. But now you did say it's on PlayStation, it's on a, on an app and mm-hmm. stuff you can find on your phones. I definitely am going to check it out because why would you not at least watch the first episode of this, whatever the episode is? Because I've heard that they were planning to, and I don't know how they do it, but some people were saying they're committed to having a different scene every single day for however many days, like 60 days, I thought is what I heard. Something like that. We'll see. Like you said, I'm interested in it. Like we've said before, I'm going to check it out. I hope it's really cool and really interesting. And I hope that not everybody votes for the dumb idea like we've talked about before. I hope they pick brutal and and crazy things. And I have to imagine they would because the average person is not going to know anything about this. No. Gamers and Silent Hill lovers are going to know about this. And be on board. So hopefully it'll be a more interesting kind of split. Well, to end it all, man, I'll tell you a tiny story. I think people are just generally evil and sadistic. Anyway, I got a text yesterday, all right? person says, yo, 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 the peeps left the JC yet. I'm like, uh, this number I've never seen in my life. Ha, 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 ha. Yo, this is easy, weezy, peasy, right? I'm like, no, it's not easy. I said, nope, that is not the individual. Sorry, you probably have the wrong number. Oh, dang, 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 damn, yo, yo, yo. Seriously, this is the wrong number. Yep, it's the wrong number for sure. Oh, KK, my apologies. No problem. Have yourself a great day. Take care of yourself. I hate you. I'm going to kill you. (laughs) KK. No, for reals, though. KK. Where you at? Okay. <laughs> that was my, that was yesterday, Matt. So you know what? These random people out there, they want people to die. They want to kill people. They want to be mean, even when they come at you not knowing anything. So that's that's what I think. These are the people who are going to watch Silent Hill. Don't worry. They're going to make those decisions. We're all right. 
You interact with people too much, Eric. In real life, in the lunchroom, here on the text on your phone, when I get texts I don't know, I just block it immediately. <laughs> they, they can't they can't interact with me. I don't interact with them. It's over. We just oh yeah sure hey buddy I oh, hope you have a, have a great day. wonderful day and <laughs> you know ice cream and eat, eat some cheese. I hate you. I'm going to kill no. you. No, I just said have a great day. Oh man, now I'm gonna die. <laughs> Crap. I need a pop though. I need a yeah. pop. So what about you out there? In podcast listener land, do you hate Eric? Are you going to kill him? Are you outside the JCPZ or whatever it was Mm -hmm. that the first thing was, but it's too much, I can't remember it? Let us know via the email, thirdshiftme.gmail.com. On the Twitter machine, at thirdshiftme. Find us on Facebook on Third Shift. Hit the Discord, the Patreon. Hit up Eric's house. Not my house this time. Hit up his house. If you hate him and you want to kill him, he lives it. 8272 West Broadway Avenue. Do all those things. And if you do that, make sure you leave a nice tip for the show afterwards. You know, at least somebody benefits from it, right? <laughs> Anywhere you can do that. You know what? As soon as it's over, the deed's done. Get on your little phone. The phone I hate. Go to Patreon. So now you got me and you're using the phone, which I hate. And then you can go help out, man. You know, go tip the show at Patreon. Yeah. Go throw a few bucks in our little tip jar. Say, you had such a great time interacting with me and the show. Wow. Everybody wins. What a great time it could be for you and for me. I appreciate it. But if you can't. <laughs> I had a great time interacting with Eric via my knife and gun. It was so, so much, much fun. fun. Five stars. Five stars. Because that's what you can do if you can't give the tip. At least go give the five star ratings on the iTunes or Spotify. For goodness sakes. Go do that. Or have a huge mailbag. Right in for Matt and giving you all the deets and all the details and all the wonderful things and yeah, do something. Do something. Do anything, <laughs> fools. And of course, another thing you can do is listen to the very next episode, which will be dropping on or around the 26th of October on iTunes and Stitcher, on Poppy and on Spotify and on YouTube. And as I always say, hey, if you like what we're doing, like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any of those good services because it does help us out and we really do appreciate it. And please don't kill my co-host because you've heard the episodes where it's mostly me solo. I ramble like there's nobody's business and... Probably none of you care about the stuff that gets me so impassioned and fired up. That would just be the entire show. It would just be me rambling. I wouldn't even bother to edit it so you'd hear me going ums and uhs and hear all my hot breathing and stuff. It would just it would just be that, and you wouldn't like it. So please don't kill Eric. There you go. Yeah, don't kill me. See, I'm a nice guy. I told him not to kill you. Thank you. After I did tell him to kill you, but it's fine. Mixed messaging. That's what we're all about here, and that's what we do. It's fine. They understand. Everybody gets it. <laughs> and with that, of course... Get on the iTunes. Get the five-star ratings to us. Come on. Thanksgiving's coming. Halloween's around the corner. Do it as a ghoulish, ghoulish joke. Give us the five-star ratings. Maybe, maybe Satan won't come and punish you and your family if you do. I don't know. Can't promise you that, but Lucifer. So we can't promise that, but I can promise that until next time, there's nothing else to say but. Sit down.